Yo, 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 welcome to this very, very special episode of Noisia Radio. Yes, yes, this episode we will take you through the whole album manifest by Mephius. We've got Mr. Meph in the studio, we got Maxim here. Hello, everybody. Big up, big up. Yeah, we're going to stop talking now because the first song, ha- the first song has vocals. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the whole album as we play it. Right. Now the path set Feel the engines blast while your palms sweat Heavy cargo, heavy hard chest Pulsating till your very last breath No time to regress The more we advance, the more we express Never fear what you thought was the path to progress Get set as we bring forth the manifest Martin. Yes. Welcome. Um, yes. Yeah, thanks for having us in the studio. And um, the song you just heard was Manifest, vocals by Max, who's Indeed. in here as well. And um, yeah, what was the idea? The idea was to uh, kind of put the uh, message across combined with a little aeronautical theme to it. Ma- Max, maybe you, you can explain. Yeah, I think, um, well, you basically put across what you wanted the album to represent. It wanted to be a fresh wanted to be something new and um, I think the fact that it had the introduction where it was sort of uh, airport vibes represents also what we do a lot which is airports <laughs> all the time yeah. and uh, we wanted to get Vision in there VSN 035 yes yeah. all the business I think it does the trick to introduce the album in a big way yeah thanks for your vocals and the explanation on that there you go <laughs> yeah. alright on to the next one this is Fracture Fractured! Break it. Actually, it is Max on the vocal as well. On the little short. Break! Oh yeah, that's him. So the actual break vocal snippet in there is, is Max, but the vocal in the build-up towards the drop where it goes break it, break it, is actually me recording the word break it, and I put it back into Serum, and you can, uh, I don't know if people know that, you can actually use audio files in Serum as well, they can analyze and then you can put it back in and trigger them as a wavetable, so to speak, and uh, I think put a little uh, bit of a comb filter on it to give it some sort of delay within the within the vocal. So that's how the build up to the to the drop um, was made. So it's partly both of us on the vocal in a way. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. I remember getting this one, uh, like the demo of this, and because this was one of the demos that was kind of on the halfway point, I guess, of the album that mm. came through. Mm. Oh, this cowbell. Mm. That's the gangster <laughs> cowbell <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, I remember because we'd been working together like a while before that and you were all about mono back then and then yeah. heard this and it had all this texture around the bass like what where's all this why all this stereo yeah. Martin what <laughs> yeah. lunacy yeah. Did, did, not, did we not agree to not do stereo anymore yeah you guys yeah, had like a mono phase yeah. you had a mono phase yeah it was yeah. good in a way yeah, yeah. get over it Yeah, <laughs> but this is definitely one of my favorite mixdowns from the album. I oh, think I, yeah. I listen to this mixdown a lot, mm. thinking like, what is, what is, why is it so? It's, there's a lot of pressure in it, but it doesn't sound like it's really compressed in a in an annoying way. But there's a mm. shit like the the low end pressure and the energy in the in the sound is really like a hundred percent. But the, but it doesn't the high end and the mids they're not flat. And yeah. I think that's what makes it a special. It's a weird mix. Yeah. yeah, I remember talking to you about one thing because I couldn't get it right, and then I just put a pre-limiter, put an EQ, and uh, I just boosted one frequency. Guys, get a room. <laughs> yeah, seriously, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I remember talking to Nick saying, "Nick, I just did something wrong. I, I think can you, you know, can I pick your brain on it? Because I pre-EQ'd the the, the uh, pre-limiter EQ'd the, the song, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Yeah, dude, if it sounds fine, it's fine. You know, like, okay, okay. Wow, <laughs> yeah, mind blown. Yeah, if it sounds fine, it's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of people listening will be, you know, kind of into the technical uh, part, but also some people will not." So yes. we need to yes. find a balance there. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to uh, talk about the little outro of Fractured because I don't know. I, I like to think that is like as label uh, A&R that is kind of like my influence. Where I was like, hey, why don't you tell a little uh, different story after the drop instead of a second drop, repeat repetition. Um, so how, how do you feel about kind of like the way you've? Um, had a fresh look uh, at songwriting and uh, definitely I mean I've said it many times the A&R was so helpful in, in so many ways like as you said and also not not only the technical aspect of it but the songwriting aspect of it and understanding um, what makes what makes a song and uh, yeah. what what, what What elements make a song, and, and and as you said, do we need a second drop for this, or has the main story been already told? Maybe going out in a different direction to kind of emphasize the point of what the song is about. With Fracture, for instance, taking the intro theme and kind of audio-wise breaking it up with the distortion, so you know, kind of yeah. making the point in a different way rather than just copy pasting a second yeah. drop. So. Yeah, and again, um, we're just listening to If I Could in the background now already. And uh, I remember you saying, um, I think you liked the song pretty early on, but for all of us, it was missing some sort of musical theme to it. And um, we also missed, in a way, we missed the theme that could be brought back from the intro to the main part. Yeah. And that's what I picked up then and, and made this last 16 um, all about, which then also came came into the intro, the musical theme. Yeah. And that totally made, made the song for me ultimately. Yeah. So. Yeah, those intros sometimes can make the song. We yeah. have, we've had that many times on more album tracks where we're like, we have a really nice loop, but it doesn't mean anything yet, and we need something else to kind of tell us what the the first thing means. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's and it's funny how that works. It's also nice to have something you can bring back later in the song, which have yeah. you heard already, and it still it makes sense ultimately. Yeah. Gives you more content as well for the arrangement part to roll it out quicker. Yeah. Yes. If I could, I. Yeah. Is it also Max? Yes, it's Max. <laughs> Obviously, all vocals on the album. Obviously, yes. either me or Martin. Yes. This uh, one's Martin, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> Actually, on the second drop, uh, because we hear it now, it was a bit weird. I had it layered it a bit harder, and I think we're all discussing it in terms of when should I bring back the "if I could" phrase yeah, before yeah, it true, drops yeah. for the second drop, and then we kind of agreed on, on on this second drop in a way that it drops. But it doesn't, so it kind of leans into a drop, but then it doesn't really go as hard. And then with the vocal, it drops in, into the second 16 of the first main part, which kind of for me is the rock and roll part of the song anyway. So that was also kind of a weird compromise. And I listened back to the version I was very militant and confident about beforehand. And I was like, now nah, that's wrong. This is like, this is actually how it should be. So I was very happy that we kind of made this compromise on, on all sides. So yeah. Also, this is the Think Shaker invented by Ty's second 16 yes. Think. <laughs> Always. The All thing. the way. <laughs> right, so um, as you uh, have noticed, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear the actual tunes, we suggest you go and listen to the actual album. Um, I think it's for this uh, for this podcast and for this like 
commentary edition is probably a lot more interesting if we just keep talking. So uh, uh, it's it's kind of like a disclaimer apology, but we are <laughs> like we're gonna talk when we have something to say. We're gonna keep talking. So yes, just no just apologies. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's also going to be um, interesting to see which songs uh, were made when or when in the two and a half year uh, making of the album. I think this, um, if I could, was one of the newer songs on the album. And um, Fractured also-ish, I would think. But there are some songs in there which were made pretty much end of 2015. And mm. um, yeah, it's interesting how they still were able to make it on the album from a, from a sound... From a sound uh, yeah, sound yeah. design point of view, maybe. What's next? Physically. Uh, physically. My, I think one of my favorites, especially when we do it live, the mm. there has never been a bad crowd reaction to this one because mm. it is just really, really hard. Do you remember the version where it had this weird vocal before the drop? Yes, I do. Yeah. I remember what it said as well. Do you remember what it said? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but we can't put this on radio. Oh, yes, okay, we cool. can. We can just bleep it out. What did it yeah. say? I think it says, no, no smart, smart pretty bitch wants to f*** me and then it drops and so ultimately we knew there has to be some sort of vocal which is ridiculous but it was just way too way too far out there and I yeah wasn't so, it wasn't it two tracks at first exactly yeah. all molded into one I think exactly I was sh- I was showing the guys two two uh, pretty similarly angry halftime songs and um, both did one thing very well but missed one thing yeah. like uh, very massively and um, yeah this one song had the vocal in there being physically yeah busy physically and the other one was the way it drops actually without the vocal at all and um, yeah it, it was it was funny how the two songs completed each other totally because also the songwriting of those original songs had the, the A part in one song and the B part in the other but then at some point I just uh, I just threw them together and then it worked and I remember you guys not liking the individual songs that much <laughs> yeah but then when I was able to merge them together I think it was again a nice yeah. compromise well you know I mean in the end what, what I like to see myself doing is having you make your best album and at some point in any discussion with any artist I always go like um, I just want you to kind of reconsider your your own opinion but yeah. then if you want to stick to your guns yeah. I really like that because you know then you are sure and then you're confident that you're making the right decision and then yeah. I don't have to necessarily personally love the decision or agree with it but then I'm like now it is a very well considered yeah. decision you've thought this through you can explain to me why you want it this way and then I'm like mm. cool yeah. have it your way yeah, yeah. fair enough fair enough loud noises yeah I think before it was the wasn't it the first like the main part of the first drop was one tune and then the yeah. kind of that, that groove and when before you were playing both separate tunes at gigs we loved the element of the grooviness of the physically uh, physically mm. that was just so good but then the drop of the first part the first beat that comes in is so hard mm. it was just going to be impossible to leave those and when you put them together it was so perfect yeah it worked Bang. it worked yeah to quote Nick Frankenstein stuff together <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it does Frankenstein it, it does work man yeah, <laughs> yeah. funny um, side um, fact um, those little blings in the background it's actually field recordings from a from a metal thing my dad was working on he's got this he's got his workshop next to my studio room so he's always building shit and uh, there was just tools laying around i was looking for some texture to add to the song and that was like two metal things i i i I cranked together and it was uh, yeah it sounds like a kung fu movie yeah 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 good good point all right what's next Right, next one is Ring Shifter. Right. And um, yeah, I think this is the one that really triggered us. Yeah. Ring Shifter mm. and uh, what was the other one? It's one of the very first demos. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Sizzle yeah. Fizzle was the other yeah. one. Sizzle Fizzle yeah. was the other one. Also, I think started this 2015 actually. And um, Did Sizzle Fizzle actually make the album? Yeah, yeah. it did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what is it still called Sizzle Fizzle? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it was called I'm Savages s- for a while. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why yeah. that's why I'm confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners. My brain is fucked. Pride. <laughs> no worries, man. I mean, we've, we've gone over reality. this list a million times. <laughs> but yeah, this one really got overhauled in a big way. Like, the production kind of was yeah. completely updated, yes. but yeah. the main riff sort of stayed the same. Yeah. 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 The one thing that really triggered me is the rhythm of this mm. song. It's just, I mean, my f- 
still one of my favorite tunes of yours is uh, you and Connor uh, disrupted, disrupted. Mm. and um, yeah, it's a similar approach in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's like off grade, mm. really like ah, this mm. is wrong, and mm. then it's right because you loop it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it drums, it feels like on the PA, it feels is it is such a weird contrast. Like the build up, there's no space, no dynamic at all. And then and then when the actual drop happens, you can see the snare being almost by itself every other bar. It's just there's so much space between kick and snare, and then all of a sudden, and that kind of that kind of made it work for me in in yeah. a way. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I always like to think about you know how you would write this out in classical notation <laughs> because then because then I think really you're like three sixty fourth fourth notes off of yeah. the sixteenth grid or like thirty uh, second mm-hmm. and that for mo- most people will be kind of wild because when you f- when you hear this it's the same with like Dilla tunes yeah um, you hear it on the note like your brain kind of quantizes it back yeah. to where it should yeah. be but yeah. it it gives it an extra like swag like <laughs> funk thing that it's late uh, because your brain is like actively interpreting the 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 rhythm it's the same thing with the pitch actually it's the, with pitch and rhythm that your brain does it so if you have a detuned sound that's mm. off grid you mm. have two ways of stimulating your brain mm. it's yeah. widening of the pitch and widening of the count of the rhythm right so that's why that's stimulating but especially right. the rhythmical thing is just like a process that in human brain is stimulating in animals not so much <laughs> animals don't like it they hate but human shit, yeah. animals yeah. can hear pitch but they they don't like the rhythmical because that is like a fear trigger yeah, if there's seen. an anomaly in a rhythm see that is a, a trigger for fear for animals right. but humans right. like it yeah we're so weird <laughs> that's more like syncope is that more like syncopation in a grid or like just a, a, a deviation from a pattern mm. right yeah let's see yeah I still like. I still can't really like. I, I think I kind of know what the programming is, but I still can't really like. It, it's like this sleight of hand, the little double synth. Yeah, it's hits. weird. Like it, it happens too quickly to be like, oh, so this, then this, then yeah. this. Like, but, 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 wait, but yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, and, and I mean, if, I, you, if you'd set your sequencer to 128 BPM, I wonder what this <laughs> sound like. But then you'd be like, oh, oh, there you go. Just okay, 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 okay. Stop, stop, stop. Press stop now. Press stop. All right, all right. So Frank press stopped our producer, and uh, we're listening to it pitch down now. Wow. And you can hear how how the bass comes after the kick. I don't know. Um, if, if you're a producer, this is like a tool to to understand uh, what's going on music in a song. So how long are we gonna butcher oh, this well, song there we for? Go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Smashed it. Ah, this song. Yes, the song yeah. of the snare. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because this, the song. I think the riff of this song, if there's any riff, it's the intervals of the ghost snare and yeah. the snare. Yeah, it's just what is it like a fourth? It is uh, the 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 um the the, the ghost snare is um, one eighth of the, the middle of the bar. How do you say that? Um, so but yeah, I think yeah, the third beat of the bar. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like our national mm-hmm. anthem. Mm-hmm. Anthem. Yeah. Uh, is it? The, the, the interval on the snare. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah. 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 It is what it is. That is ridiculous, <laughs> Martin. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, <laughs> the original version, to be fair, didn't have the drone on the drop. That was something you you said I uh, should maybe give a try, and it, t- it totally ma- made the song. Yeah. So the whole intro was about to uh, was about to introduce a uh, I don't know grimy kind of environments or like a moody environment to, to of the song, and I had it on on the breakdown. And originally, when it dropped, it didn't have the drone in there. And I think Tyus's first reaction was, "Dude." Bring back the drone over the yes. drop, and I was, I was like, yeah. again, it felt, it felt like we shouldn't do that. You know, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I put it in there, and it just, it just yeah. worked. So, so it really so reminds me that drone. It really reminds me of uh, this old noisier track called uh, "End of the River." I'm not sure if that was yeah. ever finished. 
I think we no, might have we, played it at some point. Yeah, we played the drumless version and uh, all shit okay. we never yeah. finished. Yeah, no, because we used to make, Tice used to make quite a lot of like rollers kind of in this vein yeah. with like mm. these with sort drones. of band pass drones that mm. just yeah. kept... There's also time stops with TB yeah. that's like yeah. that yeah. and uh, omissions is yeah. also kind of yeah. like that. I made, I made a bunch of those, but then I heard this groove, I was like, do that thing. Yeah. yeah. That I always apply, used to do. Apply the it's thing. It's going to yeah. work great. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it well, did. It's a really nice uh, collection now. But I love the way this song moves because then there's the, like this, for me, very obvious um, kind of like elbow nudge of friendship to Florian face. Definitely. That's so fake. Definitely. Definitely. And then it love goes, shit. Then it goes tech yeah. and then it goes like kind yeah. of like abstract and yeah. then you go back into the trance the tunnel state yeah um, yeah yeah I'm really happy we had some discussions about the second drop as well where the weird re repeating drone is coming back and an octave lower and I remember I just headed there all of a sudden but now I can actually hear it coming in from a reverb kind of from a far away room so you kind of learn what's happening so you learn the drone is coming back an octave lower and then it drops Together, yeah. What is yeah. this? Uh, what is this uh, track about? Together. Um, track was about to make uh, my interpretation of how, like, let's say, quote unquote, a ram roller should be about, like you know, like an uh, emotional but still hard hitting dance floor kind of tune. And um, I thought this vocal, and I knew I wanted to do something with it. But it also went through a, a lot of stages, and um, I wasn't quite convinced you guys would like it, but you did, luckily. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a vocally roller. I think Martin said it pretty, pretty interestingly uh, in your last radio thing. It's like an emotional, hard-hitting roller, which is yeah. kind of quite defining, I think. It feels yeah. quite like euphoric for me. Yeah. Uh, it's got a real euphoric feeling to it, yeah. which is great. Right. Mm. Yeah. And that was me going back on FM8 one more time for bass sounds. I pretty much stopped working with FM8 because, you know, Tech talk again, sorry. Um, yeah. You know, now there's many other, let's call it many other synths that are as, as, as good as FMA, but with this one, with those harmonic bass sounds, it's easy with FMA just to dial, dial in harmonic here and there yeah. and shift it around. So that was one of the last songs I made the bass sounds completely with FMA. Yeah. So that's also one of, the, one of the emotional connections to that. <laughs> <laughs> this song is, is a track about it's Mephius and FMA together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love relationship. It's amazing. <laughs> Because <laughs> that is what I, I, I definitely remember hearing the lead and mm. thinking like, oh, I wonder if that's doesn't really sound like serum. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Noisy radio. Hey, my time is waving. So, did, is it, did you use a lot of saturation on that sound, or is it, are the harmonics generated through FM? It is. Uh, it is the orig originally the whole the, the whole bass sound was one FMA uh, uh, instance, mm -hmm. and. Um, but as you hear, the harmonics are changing within the song, so I yeah. just then had... Then I just had um, the top end of the original patch being the same thing, and then I had doubled or tripled instances of, do, of, of the harmonics to doing the, the low harmonics. So um, I think the original patch, which is, which is creating that, that the, the very gnarly top end sound, is, was a very distorted one. But the others are literally just sine waves, like yeah, because it doesn't sound. It has a really cool balance between yeah. sounding like a distorted sound yeah. and sounding like a synth, a dry yeah. synth. It's weird. It's a yeah. It's a it's a bunch of um, instances. You know, when you take out the low end and keep the high end, and vice versa, to yeah. make, make it work ultimately. It's funny because it sounds like these frequencies are like actually uh, manipulating each other. Like, yeah. But if they're band sort of band uh, limited, that's what it is. To yeah. Sit where they yeah. should. Then they actually are probably not doing that. But it yeah. does sound like yeah. Yeah. there's like I see what you're saying. FM on, like using 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 a harmonic to FM on mm. another, another. Yeah. You know that sort of shit. Now's the pure rise up. Yeah, that's 16 bars rising. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, I have to uh, give some credit to Marcus and Ryan who came on Crooked. They helped me a bit on the intro, um, the little 
16 bar chord music thing oh, right. I wasn't quite sure about and uh, Marcus helped me a little bit with getting that in the right order <laughs> so oh. kudos to Marcus <laughs> big up yeah. come on crooked yes also like Schnitzel power yeah man <laughs> Uh, next to the noisy A&R, always a big inspiration to talk to the boys about music in general and um, yeah, big them up massively. Wicked guys. Where did the vocal come from? I can't tell you that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I love this switch, by the way, where the drums change. Yeah. Into the super lo-fi. Big uh, crushed snare a little yeah. bit, yeah. I also l really like the original, like super high pitched acoustic snare. Mm. It's really nice. I think I used again. I used to think break as the main break, ah. you know, as, as the cymbally splashy thing on top, which I which I don't do usually. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. This one's a bit of a banger. <laughs> I do love this one. I can't read. Work it. Work, work it. work it. Ah. Work. Work. Oh, you gotta work. Yeah. Yeah. We we also can't tell who the MC is on the uh, no. <laughs> It's basically me doing like a yeah. a version of me. Of I decided to let go all of the features on this album just yeah. because you know it's Martin's yeah. thing. So that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great it's a great tune. This one, I absolutely like love it. it. It's so hard. It's strokes. Again, the original version I showed you guys was completely different. It was. It was called Hide and Seek. It was one of the weird sound design-ish hip-hop thing. But um, yeah, on the second session, it went, you know, went into this direction, which I prefer um, a lot now. And the cool thing is about it, I think it doesn't do much. This is a very quick song, and uh, it just breaks up the album intensity a little bit because it is fun. And um, yeah, I'm pretty happy how it how it came together. my favorite bit coming in yeah with my fantastic vocal <laughs> right all i have to do is go tech 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 <laughs> tech. <laughs> yeah i was just, uh, I was just um, talking to yap who's the label manager of vision before and uh, he didn't clock that the outro of this song is pretty jokes as well and um, yeah it's pretty much like a uh, I think a German brass band I found on YouTube doing this little brass thing because I was I was looking for a brass layer for the second 16 to give it some sort of I think EDM kind of feel like you know large comical brass element and I just thought it would be interesting to put it as an outro in the song and it is quite funny I think it gives the album a bit more of a It helps to have the whole story vibe of the album, so it's not just yeah, yeah. drum and bass, drum and bass, yeah, drum and not bass. just super dark. You know, it's all about having fun in the studio as well. Yeah, and, uh, nice variation. Have a laugh. So hold tight for the brass. And that's like a news show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Ah. Please oh, yeah. bag. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorites. This one and Sinkhole, I think, are my two favorite songs. Roll I up. think Roll this up. one is in current days um, drum and bass climate the most standout one for me because no one really makes these songs anymore. Mm. Um, It really reminds me of uh, Ed Rush and Optical. Yeah, that was kind of the, the inspiration for that and like a hat tip to, to the old legends and the founders yeah. of this sort of thing. And uh, yeah, idea was to make a quick drum and bass song also, you know, not fuck around so long with the intro. Show the drums, show what the song is going to be like. And that's that. Also, arrangement-wise, I think we were talking about it as well. Really short song. There's not really a... There's a little breakdown in the middle, 16 bars, bass, kind of spherish um, middle section but again it's a song it is what it is it does what it does yeah German bass let's go without any yeah. bigger yeah but I think the, the balance here in the production is really uh, what, what I think makes this really impressive in a kind of a subtle way because it's got the kind of vibe of, of Ed Rush and Optical with that kind of dirt mm. and but the yeah. production is somewhere halfway between a more synthetic mm. and modern clean sound and that old mm. thing But there's not a lot of records that have actually managed to do that, mm, full no. stop. It is a thin line, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. very thin line, so I, that's what I really appreciate about this song. Cheers, yeah. 
I remember going through a lot of stages just getting the kick and the snare right. Yeah. As, you, as I said before, like when you go in in the song with kick and snare being out there, I mean, it is what it is. So, you know, you hear it from the start, so you can't really mask it or cover it in a way. So it has to be convincing. Not even good or bad, just convincing for yeah, what exactly. it does. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty tricky to get right. And also, fun fact, the cowbell in the break, which sounds like a warm break, or the, the cowbell of a warm break, is actually a serum cowbell. <laughs> so, yeah, had to be done. <laughs> I think in Cluster Funk, you had you had like an FM8 cowbell you made, which you used throughout the whole song, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I did that from like modeled one from the Worm Break. In yeah, my, yeah. FM8 one, so. so where's that kind of reversing sort of convoluter sound coming from? The one that does the semitone lead. Where does that come from? What is that? Huh. I can't even remember. I would have to look into the project file. I think it would be one of the versions that is th those toms on, on the snare and maybe like a, a bounce of that and then made it differently. I, I can't, I, I can't it, even it, remember. It's, it's such an interesting harmonic yeah. actually to highlight. Yeah. Because I think it's it's not the root note doing a semitone. It's a, it's a, I think it's somewhere of a major, th I think it's major third going to minor third or, or something could like be, that. Could be. But what is the, the main sound on the snare? It's a tom. It's, it's a big tom. It is a tom. Yeah, but very distorted and uh, put through a lot of stages of, of effecting. And ultimately in the project, it, it ended up as a, as a sound. Like um, with having the, the, the song trying to kind of emulate, in a way, um, a very old school kind of... Um, no manifest. Uh, no manifest. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wrong, wrong album. Um, so I was trying to manifest a, a very old uh, approach of a song. And um, that's why I kept the production also very... Um, um, rudimental in terms of bouncing stuff very early in the, in the process as well so yeah I can't remember to nice. answer the question nice <laughs> good answer good yeah. answer yeah but true <laughs> yeah pivot coming in nice yes why is it called pivot um two reasons for that one is um because the whole groove is shifted so the whole the whole groove is pivoted to the to the right, so it's a 16th to the right. Um, when you listen to the first breakdown, when the bass steps come in, one would think that the actual groove is based on each hit of the bass sound, but it's not. And I was like, when I was playing it to Nick, I was like looking how it's, how it's going to react to the to the breakdown of the of the of the, of the, of the bass first play. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw him like getting it, and I was like, yeah, dude, watch it. It's 16 off, and he's, he was like, yeah, no. Like he totally <laughs> clocked it. It was totally uh, totally not not overwhelmed by the fact that I did that. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so this part here. Mm. There's, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a kick exactly yeah. exactly yeah. You, you gave it away yeah but you should have it's good because yeah. if you don't it's kind of lame but yeah. this is this is how you should do it <laughs> those bass plucks really get me going as well yeah yeah, yeah. Now, now. yeah. yeah groove also one of one of the earlier demos I think for the album but also went through a lot of reworking and remaking the the production side yeah, of the song I, I feel like this one was like uh kind of pivotal yeah in, yeah in, in <laughs> when you went to the kind of updating the sound of the entire yeah. album and, yeah. and finding a middle point yeah. for this the sonics of it yeah. i remember you sending me an updated mix of this mm. that was one of the first that you're really happy with yeah. and i was really excited about it too and i think that was kind of a key moment i yeah. think right yeah, where definitely, you had definitely. a sort of anchor point to this is going to be the reference mix yeah, yeah. so to speak yeah. yeah and also in terms of how you approach uh, uh, reworking a song it was like okay I'm doing this and this and that and it's actually working and I like it you guys like it I was like yes okay let's 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 rock this album through to the end let's, yeah. let's do it yeah killer cowboy again yeah number three wow yeah cowboy count is high so yes. if, if we have to count. sort of say what this album is truly about cowbells pretty yeah, much yeah cowbell more cowbell yeah and um yeah for the breakdown uh, kind of was trying to to go a bit like um, psychedelic rock-ish, you know, like Florian Face sometimes does yeah, with his yeah. tunes. Also, the bass plucks really <laughs> remind me of Face. Mm, yeah, he, he did the, whole, the whole the whole vibe of it is also more like like a hat tip to you know the the stuff uh, I grew up with listening to drum and bass. Mm, yeah. So what about the um, 
the bass, the yeah. bass guitar in the slap, there, the slap bass, the slap bass, which yeah. you never really hear like an obvious slap bass mm. in drum and bass. It's very musical. Yeah, I think uh, we were also um, when when um, finishing the songs. Um, one thing that came up quite often was which element, um, which elements can make a song even cooler. So if you get a very synthetic song or whatever, and um, it's nice to put a, a sound in that comes from a different space, different place almost. So having a very synthetic drum and bass song, and then sticking a guitar in or like a slap bass can really do something to a mix and to yeah, what it does yeah. to you. I mean, to it's it. it's very cliche, but if you have uh, contrasts, then the the one thing like in this case the synthetic bass becomes more of a synthetic bass by uh, comparison. Put, yeah, putting it against a non-synthetic bass. Whereas if you put a synthetic bass next to it, that kind of like yeah. makes both of them like, like okay blend in, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. there's like a juxtaposition. Yeah, um, which makes yeah everything more itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess, kind of a matter of scale. Yeah. The, sca- the scale of difference between two similar synthetic bass sounds is a very small scale. Yeah. There's a huge scale in the difference between this, these yeah. two bass. It's the same thing that I do now when I DJ, where uh, I think drum and bass tunes are more harder drum and bass tunes. If you come from, a, from like a, a longer period of not playing them, if you play nine hard drum and bass songs after each other the 10th is not going to be that hard whereas the same song could be like an ultimate hard drum and bass song if you play a couple of not so hard ones before it it's the same concept that something becomes more of itself if you put it in contrast with uh, something that isn't that i think it's, it's also i love being that person to, that listens to a demo and because I can completely imagine how you're working on a loop or whatever. You've sent us this this demo that's maybe 32 mm. bars or whatever, and you're obviously completely enveloped in the in the sound design mm. and the sonics and what you have there and what that is. But I'm not. Yeah. So I can go like, well, this is all very strong sounding or whatever. And now you need something that's frail. Now yeah. you need like just add something that's not any of these things. Yeah. Maybe a stupid preset off of a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's you really uh, if you're in the process yourself you really have to sort of punch yourself and be like yeah. wake up from this song yeah w- w- what can i add that is actually break it yeah what yeah how can i really make it more of a story and uh, make it a bigger picture yeah yeah that's that's probably the the, the biggest learning um aha moment i had with working with you guys just you know, just try to step back and, and and understand what the song is can do and uh, as you said waking yourself up waking yourself up a bit and um throwing something in there that it might not work when you think about it at first but then it actually makes the whole song work yeah tied together yeah, yeah. So you can you, like it, it can seem like if you've only got like loud bass and loud drums mm. and they're not perfectly loud and and, and perfectly drums mm. Then, they're, they're, then you're gonna feel inadequate or incomplete until it's done. Mm. But if you add a different element that changes the story, then that's not the main point anymore. So yeah. you can have something that might uh, adhere to other standards, but still be very strong. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's really important to do, to take the emphasis off the production sometimes, because if the emphasis is only on the production, you know that the song isn't really about anything just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we just thought. missed that really cool section. <laughs> I really like that. It's yeah. a weird one. Mm. Yeah, it's but fun. the second sixteen is cool too. Yeah, is this was this uh, acoustic drums? Like, is the this snare? Is, and uh, this is all come off from um, addictive drums. Yeah, and the actual break is based on a on a hip hop instrumental I was making for for Max right there, mm. and I just felt felt the way it. It feels lively and dynamic. It's so nice, and I haven't covered that aspect on the album yet. So I just took the the drum preset and wrote a drum bass song around it. And I remember the first demo wasn't quite there yet. It was literally just the drums being very interesting and cool, I think. But the basses weren't really there yet. And uh, I was pretty struggling to get this one right, to be fair. And uh, I had also had some versions where um, the first main part was super long, then a super dramatic breakdown, and a super long second drop. Like a six-minute, six-minute version of the song, but then I think also Ty said, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really have to be that long. Like, what, what is the song all about? And then I thought, okay, for me, the song is about this weird vibe it gives you, like an uneasy kind of. Uh, I'm not I sure. also love that there's a drone underneath it here. Again. Yeah, that's something we learned. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> might like as well it, use it. Not a every song has to be full yeah. energy, and yeah. like, you you can make it more. Uh, 
like vibey by just putting like a pad underneath yeah. and then it's it's a lot more clear what you're supposed to feel when you're listening yeah. to it understanding what, what what the song needs in the song yeah, I, I remember TV saying that about his Black, Black Science Labs album like that there was in none of the songs there was ever like silence in the background it's always right. a, a little pad or atmosphere yeah, like always going I guess that's not that Im- not really valued anymore now it's not mm. really that important it's mm. all about dance floor and well not all about but a lot of it is like a lot of it yeah, yeah but so, some songs um, you know <laughs> again like it depends on what the song sh- should do on, on an album or generally yeah, yeah. and um, if, if you're aware of that then might as well just have a cool reduced second drop with the drone in there yeah I know so the album is titled Manifest what uh, what's mm. the, what does the title mean well the title means that uh It's a longer story. Um, when we started working together, which was pretty much after my first album, I think you were choking about, yeah, Martin, do something for Vision at some point. And we were like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then it became, <laughs> then it became a, a sort of running gag when we, when we ran into each other at shows. Like, yeah, Martin, where's the demos? Like, yeah, I haven't got any demos yet. Where's the demos? And then I, I think I started working on an EP in 2015. And um, the song you're hearing now, Sleazebear, uh, Sizzle Fizzle, is also one of those first demos. Um, so starting as an EP um, through the A&R and the back and forth and you know collecting opinions and, and figuring out what the EP should be and then you know working towards a pool of songs um, it kind of for me made or for us it then made sense you know what this is actually a, uh, like a really big pool of songs now might as well make an album out of that and um, for me the manifestation was that process of uh, realizing that this is going to be an album and uh, learning on the job with you people and um, uh, the initial the initial the initial motivation still though was to kind of up my game in terms of production as well but also in terms of understanding songwriting more and go further out there and uh, also like trying to go in all the corners I like of drum and bass as well you know also from a DJ perspective like I like to DJ um, like liquidish stuff deep stuff beat stuff also heavy stuff obviously so I also try to um, you know cover all of those aspects of 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 the content side, side of the album so that was the the, the manifestation of, of a, a newer more reinvented Matthews so, so to speak yeah Yeah, and the reactions so far have been really, really positive. Everybody I spoke to that's heard it has just been really blown away, which I knew was going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew I knew what, when we had the, the, the album, to, I guess when we were about 80% or something, mm, I was yeah. like, this is going to leave a mark. Like, this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Producers' feelings. Yeah. yeah, but also, I think what's impressive about the manifest concept and why I think the title is so justified is that you really went through all those subgenres and all those ideas and and really walked them out like to the very end and very disciplined about uh, completely executing the concepts and really like taking the time and effort to, to perfect it which shows a lot of love and dedication for the for the sound and it never gets in the way of the music you know that it, it feels like uh, that's why it feels like a manifest because it's so specific because you took so it's You took so made so much of an effort and took so much time to nail a sound, and I don't think a lot of people have done that in an album the same way that this is done. Appreciate it, thanks, thanks, Ben. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've uh, you know I've said it before a couple of times, but again, I, I I can't thank you enough for taking the time, all of you, in, including label management, but specifically you you three people, persons, um, taking the time out, you know. Me flying over to Groningen, going to the studios separately over and over, talk through the songs and me making notes and uh, and uh, yeah, big up for that. I know it's you know you guys are super busy as well and um, but yeah, the A and I was fantastic and the album wouldn't sound anything like that if it wasn't for you guys. So big up. Yeah, it was a well, pleasure. thanks, thanks for you know involving us because it was really nice for us too to kind of like help you make cool. make something amazing. Uh, yeah, really nice. Yeah. Nice experience. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at this stage we should probably big up Kazra as well. Of course. Because of his like his role in the process and how yeah. we've always been tight with him and always yeah. been really yeah. supportive of your releases on Critical yeah. and like it was awesome to have him on board on the discussion of you doing something for Vision and yeah. like his support for that was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. We had a very long um 
um, discussion, not discussion about it, we just talked about it and I, I explained to him my feelings towards um, doing an album for Vision and he was, you know, like, okay, why is that? Why do you think um, it would be better for you as an artist to do it with Vision? And then I explained to him, you know, this A&R process, I, ultimately, at the end of the day, I want to become a better producer and uh, a better musician. And um, that, that for me was the way to take the next step, the 2.0. And he totally understood that and he wished me the best of luck and you know he also said you know it couldn't be a better label for me because we're all family in a way you know in terms of there's no competition or something like that it's it's about putting out a good record and and making good music and um yeah so big up castle for being super fucking cool and 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 down about all that yeah. wicked so where are we at now we're doing uh assembler i think yep yeah so this is can you tell us something about yes this song? <laughs> um the main bit here in the background which goes well i can't even emulate it with my mouth the, the weird texture thing in the back that is um something um i think you you brought to my attention in terms of you were talking to um i think lawrence from former i believe now halogenics still halogenics never left halogenics um that they recorded some sort of keychain and uh, dangled it in front of a microphone and then pitched it down many, many octaves and then it becomes audible again and very slow and and, and, and like mechanical. Yeah. And um, I found out a very cool idea to just try to put it into um, into a sampler, like an MPC sort of sampler. So I put it out on my on my keyboard with different variations of the same sound and just played around um, as the drums were going and uh, a little loop fell together. And for me, that uh, whole mechanical sound to it gave it the, the assembler kind of you know putting shit together in a mechanical point of view kind of vibe yeah i think and, uh, that's the i remember telling you about it because the, it, it was about uh, the ivy lab ten, ten, tentacles remix that's what it was there's this really sick sound in there and i asked him how they made it and it that's was it. some percussion sample that they tuned way down like mm. a high sort of sample mm. but i was in the, at that time recording my keychain throwing was, it in that, front of the mic yes that's what and it was. pitching that down yeah, as well yeah. like and i sent you like yeah. a little clip yeah 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 mm. So basically, it's your father's tool shed again. Sorry, it's your father's tool shed again. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. So is this about your dad? Is he the assembler? Is he assembling things? No, actually, no. Are you assembling your dad? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, everybody knows you're an engineer, but are yeah. you actually engineering I'm, I'm, your I'm, parents? I'm, I'm working on something. <laughs> and you know, we Austrians get a weird relationship with our basements and people. Yes. Eugenics. Wow. Eugenics. Jesus. Right. So yeah, quick arrangement as well. Quick arrangement. Didn't need a second drop, really. You no. know, in and out. The story has been told, and um, that's all that. Pretty, uh, pretty um, happy with the drums. They're pretty much like the first bigger serum experiment where we yeah, tried to make a lot of it with serum, and uh, turned out quite okay. So what is this about, Martin? Uh, the next song is called Divergence, and it's about um, stuff that continuously changes. And um, the vocal is one of my favorite. Um, By me. MCs, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, each and every time. It's just a very, very sick vocal, and uh, I, I tried the vocal with various other songs and other drops. Really heavy stuff as well, but I always came back to this original idea where it's just the roller that continuously changes the bass sound and, and uh, stuff comes in and goes out and uh, yeah the vocal says it's not like it was and uh, and then it does that yeah it is pretty much um, yeah it's a, it's a roller thing isn't it and um, it's yeah like it again it's it's uh, it's it's this monotonic vibe I really like uh, about drum and bass like I think this is if you if you find similarities, I think this is probably the the most similar one to to sinkhole in a way. What it does, it's more aggressive, it's more out there. But um, I think the idea behind it is a similar one to have like a techno-ish roller that just progresses and progresses. And uh, yeah, that's that. It's not like it was. And it has cymbal soup. I don't know what this song has cymbal soup. Cymbal soup. All right, yeah, it's, yeah, it's splashy, it's splashy guys. It sounds yeah. really nice in this song. Mm. Oh, this is the Muscogs. It is indeed. 
So this track's called Muskox. Yes, it? it is. Um, uh, longer story to that song. Um, the idea started when I was watching some National Geographic's um, documentary, and um, there was this badass animal <laughs> whose um, resolving of a conflict was to hit the opposite, the opponent in its head with its head like oh, a conflict other. with another muskox exactly yeah, exactly right. they're the headbutter exactly head, and headbutt cows yeah exactly and it was <laughs> i just watched it it's i started laughing it's so ridiculous it doesn't make any sense yeah and um the thing is though the whole energy those 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 funny um animals you know kind of translate when they're doing that it was like oh this this, ha- this could be a song this has to be a song in a way because it's like they're bouncing off each other and that's that's what the what the bass step idea was it's yeah pretty, it's pretty perfect for that it does emulate kind of two animals yeah. smashing their heads together yeah and I remember I had, I, had like, <laughs> I, I tried four or five different approaches towards yeah oh, and I had the name already but I couldn't figure out the song and I was talking to Ty back then and um, I was like explaining to him oh, this is so long you know why can't I get it right and um, I was leaning towards um, leaving it or going with an older version but then I think you, you you told me about your struggles yet I think with tentacles that came together as it was really really late in the album process yeah 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 tentacles and was a godsend yeah in a way it's one of the most popular tracks on our album but it was it took so long for us to hit the point to hit the point because we were that's just what, messing that's, with that's different what they think. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Tyson McHeim believed but the original demo was pretty good I, I would have been happy with, with the original demo on the, on the album amazing well. right. yeah. so there was an original uh, demo that had a lot of charm but I don't know for us didn't feel like it was talking to us yeah. and then um, the the vocal idea really made us change the whole baseline, made it way simpler, and that's where we're like, okay, so all this work in the end wasn't for nothing. But it's frustrating because sometimes all that work you do is is for nothing, mm. and you just have to. I got I gotta uh, say something about this bass sound though. Mm-hmm. This bass sounds really weird because yeah. it's really like weirdly low. Yeah. I, I went into into Cubase and Serum and had a go at like trying to recreate the movement in the harmonics because mm-hmm. I figured like. It's probably like a fast pitching down sine wave that goes through its harmonics at the same time as it's pitching down. Okay. So that you arrive at like a weird, yeah. I don't know, a difficult to explain. But it wasn't. It, no. sounded, <laughs> it sounded like ass, the thing yeah. that I made. It is a distor- it's a square, ultimately. So this song, this for me is the one that sticks out the most, if there's anyone that sticks yeah. out. So what... What is the story behind this? Um, one? It's it's volition, and again, it was a a, a song I was uh, having in mind for for Maxim for a little hip hop thing we do on the side. But um, the the riff and how how it's progressing um, kind of screamed for more in a way. So I really wanted to make a, make a, an album song out of it. And I remember the original demo dropped like this, but then the second sixteen went into this very vintage sounding organ chord that that went up and down and. Um, Ultimately decided then it's too it's too far from what the other songs of the album do in terms of sound design. So I kind of made a new second 16, which is more synthetic and a bit more aggressive, stuck in a snare in there. And um, in terms of the content of the song, um, it is kind of a struggle, isn't it? And uh, and uh, the song for me, again, there's so many versions of it, and the song just. Uh, was trying to, to get finished but I couldn't get it right so I really put a lot of effort and, and time and willpower towards the song and I'm really happy it finally came together ultimately and uh, that's why I called it that way as well. So what is this, what is this project uh, you're doing with Maxim? You, you've, you've spoken about it a couple times now but I don't think uh, yeah. anyone, anyone knows. So you know we've been working on drum bass for forever now and um, we also start a little side project where I make um, hip hop instrumentals, and uh, Max is, you know, he comes from a hip hop background. And um, at some point, I just showed him a bunch of my of my of my hip hop beats, and he was. We, we kind of found out that both of us are very passionate about the idea of making um, a hip hop record at some point. Very yeah, nice. I think it was it was definitely a, a com- oh, what's that's not the word combined. Both of us really loved hip hop, mm. and you definitely introduced me to some hip hop that I wasn't necessarily into before. Mm. The kind of guru vibes, mm. and um, 
And yeah, and you know, the reason why no one's heard about it is because it's super secret. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds Absolutely, very secret. Yeah. The way you guys are talking about but, it. Yeah. But to be secret. honest, we also didn't want to just put something out for the sake. I think, to be honest with you, this is the bottom line for that whole hip hop album, which is exciting for me. Mm. I wanted to put out something before the day that I leave this earth that I absolutely love, something that I'm super proud of that, that will just, no matter if no one else listens to it, we're still going to absolutely love it. And that's what the hip hop album is all about, basically, I think. Yeah. So I think a lot of influence on this, on Manifest is also from uh, Martin doing a, lot, doing a lot of those beats and going back to like 90s boom bap mm. hip hop sound, but mm. with the uh, 2018 drums, mm. obviously, <laughs> which I don't agree with yeah. because I like the the up the mm. all the crusty breaks. But mm. anyway, yeah. Um, so a lot of influence. I think that's a very cool thing that you know you took all those sounds and kind of brought them into your drum and bass work mm. too. And But you got you guys know how it is sometimes. You just uh, get fed up with sitting in front of a synthesizer all day. You just want to work with a drum loop or whatever, yeah, or yeah, work exactly. with a sample for yeah. a change. Which is just something nice. more alive. Yeah. Mm. So this brings us to uh, running, but I mean uh, the science. <laughs> 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 he went there. <laughs> oh no, no he did. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I take that back because obviously the, the vibe the vibe is very different the intro is very different but it and has a Reese and drums <laughs> and it's running blind and it sounds it sounds a lot better than running blind unfortunately um, yeah nice one um, to be honest though like I think I showed you Nick um, the first version of the intro draft and I was um, I was just really passionate about, about the intro chord thing that moved on and moved on and moved on and I couldn't I had a drop It was just drums and the chord was just doing weird shit which wasn't going in a direction really but I, I really liked the intro and I was working on a different project on the side which me and Ties were in our in quite quite, quite yeah. a bit um, which was um, the, the working title was Reese's Blasher yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah true so, I was uh, really enthusiastic about it when yeah. it dropped but for only like four bars and then you needed to change it yeah. and that's basically what happened now it drops Goes into Reese, high Reese, and then goes into low, low bass. Yeah, I think the original progression was eight bars, question, eight bars, answers, and right. now you said try four by four, yeah. and, and that's what it was then, and that cracked the song for me then. And um, I tried different Reese variations in terms of pitch, you know, like a Reese like this doesn't really work in a low F or F sharp. It yeah. really works in a C, C sharp, yeah. and a, like yeah. higher register. It's not weight, it's like tension. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the running blind comparison is definitely true. I mean, we, we, we all talked about it because it is a Reese riff with A, B and a drum, a splashy drum break. But ultimately, I mean, obviously, there's inspiration taken by 2000s back company, like yeah, yeah, Rawness. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like running blind is a pastiche in itself of, yeah, of, yeah, of bad yeah, company tracks, yeah. basically. That's why it's called running blind. Mm. <laughs> After running, running man, is it? And, and uh, blind? Mm. All and, bad I company mean, tracks. Mm. I really like the journey this track uh, yeah. gives. I think it, this is like uh, the track that I'm most proud of uh, for you for mm. doing this because, uh, yeah, it would have been easy to let it go back to that drop. But yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I like this story a lot yeah. Uh, yeah. as it is told. I now. think this is my favorite part when that vo kind of vocally synth mm. comes in and it kind of, and then all of this starts happening and it's yeah. like, like flowers out into a yeah. into a song. And there was the, awesome. and this bit. The rhythmical breaks just fucking weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just broke it and what? Yeah, and, and, yeah. 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 I mean, nice. I was in a lucky position to have the musical, the musical backbone of the song completely written. I just had to make make it work with this Reese's Pleasure idea. I had, we, we had. So the musical aspect of it was was really easy, luckily, because the the musical piece was written completely, and I just had to put it together in a way that worked. And um, yeah. yeah, I think without the musical aspect of the song, I wouldn't have put it on the album because mm -hmm. then it would have been like a carbon copy of, of running uh, blind. No, I would have chased you to make something <laughs> to make something to make that drop work because yeah. it is it is really yeah. really good and that's just that's my, fa the... my favorite part of the song when it goes into the what you call it like the whale the whale part <laughs> like, the singing whale in the background. Yeah. Okay. So we're approaching the end. Yes. The end of this um, commentary edition slash noisier radio episode. Yes. Um, yeah, I want to thank you guys for having me in and uh, giving me the chance to explain a little bit um, about the album. Well, yeah, thank you. 
Thanks for coming in and enlightening us about the process and obviously talking through it and giving us an opportunity to share our side on it as well because obviously you'll be getting a lot of interviews about this album, rightfully so. And it's cool for us to also shed some light on the A&R process. Mm. Once again, I think you completely smashed it out of the park with this album. I think you deserve a long holiday (laughs) (laughs) and many, many, many shows with big crowds that appreciate what you've done. I think this is going to resonate for a long, long time. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. And again, I mentioned a couple of times, again, thanks for taking the time and and, and, then going on this journey with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Our pleasure. Nice. Thank you guys for tuning in for this special episode of Noisier Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep downloading, liking, feedbacking, sending us music, all of these things. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Maxim. Um... And thank you, listeners, for uh, yeah sticking through with us, uh, talking, uh, ruining the whole album for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, as you know, you can just listen to the real album. This was the commentary edition. Um, thanks for listening. Ciao. Bye. Peace. 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 Peace.